Yeah, turn me down just a little bit. Now we got it. All right. We can hear ourselves now. Uh, oh, oh, you know what, uh, Charles? Uh, I, got, I got a. I did get an email that the channel was down. Oh. So uh, maybe we're on now. We should be up and running uh, yeah. now. Uh, so if you're just tuning in, this, you're listening to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, what? You. Yes. Tell them your name. I'm Taylor Johnson. Yeah, uh, and uh, I'm Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and we're glad you can join us today. We had a little bit of a problem getting started. Mondays are like that sometimes, but uh, we're just talking about what's going on in the world. And uh, with uh, Vladimir Putin, I remember going to Russia uh, back in the mid-'90s, and um, when Putin was just starting his ascent then, mm-hmm. remember he went up and then went away and then came back. But they said that he was a he was a man to watch because he he wanted to restore the former Soviet Union then. And it's taken what thirty years almost to do it. And um uh well he hasn't done it yet, but that's his dream and he's you know, he's talking about bombing them and i think he's increased the bombing i just i haven't seen the news you know it's one of those things you can get fixated on the news and just really let that consume all your time Mm -hmm. and they show you loops of the same battle footage the same thing over and over and everybody's talking about it and i I have to laugh because i was talking to Lori last night you know they get talking heads on there who've never been in the military I mean, like if it's one of the generals or something, I have no problem with them talking to those guys. But when talking heads who, have, I mean. Parrot the same thing. Well, they just parrot. Between, you know. Yeah, they just take, they speak authoritatively about stuff they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just interesting to me the way they do that. And everybody's consumed with watching them in the same footage over and over uh, uh, just to see something that hasn't happened. Because and I think what drives that is the the fact that people are concerned. You know, we, we really are concerned about the people of Ukraine and even the people in Russia because a lot of times under dictatorships, the people underneath are forced into doing things they don't want to do um, uh, until there's an uprising. And that leader's taken out some way, somehow. And so uh, at the conference, I was just at a conference this last weekend at Denton, Texas, uh, with Tommy Nelson. It was a great conference. Calvin was there. Who was? They've, they've both been guests on the radio here. And um, 1,100 men praising Jesus, going through the book of Philippians together. Mm. And... Uh, it was really a good message for this, but, you know, we prayed for the people of Ukraine. We stopped, and we actually had prayer time for them and prayed against Putin, prayed against uh, him in the same way that God 
flipped Nebuchadnezzar on his end, you know, that he would do that. But the whole um, theme of the the conference was uh, Philippians. He just took us through that. But it was that Christ is everything. He's my life. He's my mind. He's my goal. um, And uh, he's my strength. And that was the theme of the whole conference, though. He's everything to us. And even in the middle of something like this, Lori and I were watching a uh, a guy who was a uh, member of parliament, but who was also fighting like a lot of the Ukrainians are for their freedom. And um, he just said when he was asked what to do, he said, pray, pray. It, it, it was pretty apparent he was a believer uh, from the things he said and, and the desire for him to have us pray for them. And I think that's probably the most effective thing that we could do as believers for what's going on. Pray for God to intervene. Ask God to to give the leaders of Ukraine wisdom to give, um, you know, uh, I think right now over there they've claimed something like they've, They've killed 5,000 Russians, I think, is what they're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of um, disinformation, a lot of propaganda going on. Um, you know, I, I don't watch, you know, uh, news like cable news and stuff, but I do follow on, on, online, and uh, there is a ton of different things that come out end up being debunked. So they very well could be uh, um, have inflicted that many casualties. At the very least, I think um, Russia's bogged down more than they thought they would. I think they would have expected to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, deeper into Kiev and uh, uh, possibly even taken it by now. So I think they're frustrated at that end. So definitely the Ukrainian people um, are fighting uh, valiantly. And I think maybe there was an overestimation of uh, Russian sentiment in um, in the country. Because, um, you know, it's it's interesting dynamics in that country for sure. And uh, so yeah, it's yeah. Well, I got a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. Well, Armed Forces Ukraine made the claim that they've shot down twenty nine aircraft and helicopters. Uh, that they've really uh, destroyed almost uh, two hundred tanks. Yeah, you know they. Uh, That's a lot of tanks. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, and uh, we supplied a lot of um, anti tank uh, weaponry. Uh, to Ukraine, and I think that's proven to be pretty effective. Um, the, the combined arms approach that they're using um, yeah, has been effective and has slowed the Russian advance significantly, although there is, I don't know if you saw this, supposedly a 17-mile-long column, uh, at least three vehicles deep, yeah. heading towards uh, Kiev right now. So uh, I think this is uh, maybe the – because I think up to that point they'd only committed about 50% of their forces uh, Russia had, so this is a bigger – push in uh, and you would ex- expect maybe to be some more experienced soldiers because reports uh, so far have been that it's been mostly conscripts and uh, which is probably true and i know, know. Chech- chechnya sent fighters over now too mm-hmm. um and the the chechnyan fighters are pretty brutal oh, i yeah. mean they're they're pretty battle-hardened mm-hmm. fighters um but uh you know, they, they were having peace talks. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about what's going on in, with Ukraine and Russia. And um, Ukraine and Russia met, but Ukraine said we're not going to surrender. Only three hours of, yeah. of deliberation. They said so. we're, we're, we're not going to surrender. And I, one of the things that struck me 
and I heard uh, people, almost everybody we heard on air was saying this is a good thing, what we see. But there was a couple of people on different news people saying we just they need to surrender and they need to go ahead and not let any more loss of life happen. But, you know, it's been inspiring to see people stand up and fight against tyranny and say, no, no, we're not giving up. We're, we're going to do this. And the, and the men stayed and fought. They said goodbye to their children. It was very reminiscent of, to me, the, the American Revolution, watching these men come back and seeing 50-year-old men take AK-47s and working through training with them to figure out. And then some of them had wooden cutouts that they were just practicing with. So it was very inspiring. So we need to keep the people of Ukraine in our prayers, certainly the president and the leaders in that country, and ask for their mercy, God's mercy on them. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. That is Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors, Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we talked a little bit in the first segment, although we were rudely interrupted by a a little bit of a snafu uh, about the uh, situation over in Ukraine, uh, Russia and Ukraine war that's going on right now, and just the the need to pray for uh, peace and that uh, the conflict would be uh, resolved without... uh, too much more loss of life. Um, you know, before we, we, we are going to get into the text, this week is Acts 14, 1 through 7, finishing our course well. But I, I just want to highlight just a couple of things that 
were inspiring about the Ukrainian people in in the midst of what's going on. First of all, um, there was a bridge uh, that gave the Russian tanks access to Kiev. I think it was Kiev. Uh, a Ukrainian soldier actually blew himself up to take the bridge out so they wouldn't be able to cross. So mm-hmm. he laid down his life literally for his country, getting their equivalent of the Medal of Honor. Uh, the president said an 80-year-old, 80, not 18, 80-year-old Ukrainian man showed up saying he wanted to fight to protect his grandchildren. Um, and a couple got married on the day of the invasion, and instead of doing a honeymoon, they carried rifles to people to help supply people to defend their country. Um, a former Miss Grand Ukraine, which is like Miss America or Miss USA, joined the military. You remember who uh, Vasily Lomachenko? Yeah, Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, they both joined the military to go defend. So you hear all these stories. But the most amazing thing to me is to see the man that knows that Putin sent 400 mercs, mercenaries, to assassinate him, plus his own people out there to assassinate him, out on the streets, posting to his people, we're not giving up, leading his people by being out there, calling on them to rally. And I don't know what kind of moral man he is. I don't know anything. I haven't really, to be honest with you, uh, followed him that much. I know people have made charges against him. He was corrupt and he did a lot of stuff. But I know this in the military, when you lead, you lead from the front. That's a sign of a leader. You don't tell other people to go do your dirty work. You're out there. And, um, and he was doing that and has have received a lot of people or have been, um, kind of blown away by, by what they see happening in the country. And that's what leadership will do. And the, the only reason I bring all that up is I think we've had a vacuum of leadership here. And we're going to talk about this some next week. This week at SWAT, we're going we're gonna to talk about what happens when you have uh, a worldview based on anything but God's view and God's word. His word was always the thing that drove people. Uh, and, and so when you try to live life outside of living life according to his word, according to his will, you get what we have in our country. Mm-hmm. 60 million babies aborted. You get men marrying men, women marrying women, and uh, men saying they're women, women saying they're men. And this is what you get. And, and, and so we, we deserve everything we have right now because we as the church have not been vocal enough. We've been so afraid of being canceled that we've not spoken up for a long time. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's, an, I think, important thing to remember, especially, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine. Um, it, we are not a... We're not a country that's uh, honorable, done a lot of honorable things as far as in our leadership because we've abandoned God and God's standard. And with that in mind, be very uh, skeptical of everything you see 
and you read as long as far as it goes uh, over there in the war, and you know, there's a lot of war hawking going on on all sides. And I'm my read on what's going on uh, and just the history of that uh, nation and that that conflict between the two nations is very different. I think than most people and uh, just just have a discerning eye and uh, be wary lest you know you get you know we as a country get drawn into uh, a, a conflict as far as military boots on the ground that we probably shouldn't be a part of and that could lead to, you know, World War III uh, type things happening. So uh, just wanted to throw that out there, make sure everybody's, uh, you know, make sure that they're going on our biblical worldview and not being swayed by these people who have become godless. Well, you know, one of the problems is our leader, uh, unfortunately, and we need to pray for him because we're commanded to, but for practical purposes, he's a godless leader. I mean, uh, the truth is um, there was a time when something like this happened, we would have had a call to prayer as a nation. Mm. No longer. Oh. And, and, and that's sad because, um, you know, uh, Jim Dennison today quoted Philip Brooks who said, we don't pray for a task equal um, to our power. We, we, we pray for power that is equal to the task that we're called to. And America's been the leader in the world. I mean, it has been. But have you noticed right now who's inspiring the world? It's not America. It's Ukraine. Uh, yeah, Biden was at home in Delaware for the whole weekend. And uh, honestly, we've led the world right into this conundrum with, with what we've done in the past 20 years uh, in that region. And well, what we well, did specifically truth. in the last year um, really exasperated the situation. And, yeah, now when that comes, where's Biden well, the, going? Well, because well, the truth is people cared more. Uh, they cared more about words that came out of Donald Trump's mouth. <laughs> Donald they, Trump's they, Twitter. Well, yeah, well <laughs> Then they then they cared about the fact that 60 million babies have mm-hmm. died or the fact that we have completely obliterated any kind of uh, national call to follow God's word or to follow him. And, and I know we're not a theocracy, but even people that weren't believers believed in God's values mm-hmm. in the past. And we've gone away from them, and we've codified this stuff that is an aberration to his values. And so for us, uh, for you and me, there, there, um, you know, um, a week ago, um, my one of my friends and uh, mentors, a guy named Steve Farrar, passed away. Mm. And um, Steve was a man's man. Uh, he... He was a he was a guy that spoke the truth without compromise. I mean, he was a guy that was unafraid to say what God's word said and really inspired me to never compromise on the word. In the same way that the Ukrainian leader is inspiring people to, to uh, across the world to not give up, but but you know, he's is. He's inspiring to watch him his defiance cuz Putin obviously has a bigger military. He has more at his disposal than the, but the Ukrainian, he says, you don't care. We've got the will. Well, uh, Steve Farrar was the kind of guy that inspired men like that to, to live for God. He wrote a book called point man. 
and it's how we as men are to lead our families. And I was thinking about Steve, 25 years of teaching men. Uh, he, he did over 600 conferences, wrote over 20 books. Um, and, um, you know, he was a guy that yet still took time to speak into my life and, and help me navigate through what it meant to really follow God. And when I think of Acts 20, 24, Steve kind of embodied this kind of attitude. I don't account my life of any value or precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Um, when I was on the flight coming back, I'm, I'm an old nostalgic movie kind of guy. I like, mm. I, 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 I say nostalgic time period movies you know mm. like i watch i like watching movies about like braveheart mm. of of those kind of time periods when men were men you know where men couldn't be women back then mm-hmm. um but where men were men <clears throat> and i watched this movie that i like a lot uh, called first night with richard gear oh yeah, yeah. and uh, sean connery and in the movie richard gear plays sir lancelot a lot of people know the story of King Arthur. It's just a retelling of that story. But at the beginning of the movie, um, it's a sword fight between King Arthur, I mean, between Lancelot, and he's fighting for money, and nobody can beat him. And he meets this guy who's really good with a sword, but even that guy can't beat him. And he says, teach me. And so he goes through, well, can you teach me to do this? He goes, yes. And he goes, can you teach me to do this? And he goes, yes, I I can be taught to do that. And so Lancelot says, are you willing to die? And that guy goes, you know, he just hesitated. Why? Because Lancelot said, I don't care if I die. And if if you don't care if you die, if you have that kind of mentality, then, then it makes you unpredictable in some ways. Because we tend to fight with people with the understanding nobody really wants to die. And and so when I think of Paul saying, I don't count my life of any value or precious, that only I may finish the course, he's saying, whatever Jesus wants me to do, even if it demands my life, I'm going to do it because of the cause of the gospel. I think he fully embodied what Jesus said when he said, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he's got to what? Deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. That's what that means. And so there's a couple other verses that Paul wrote that I want to pick up on. But Paul finished his course well. The question is, are we going to finish our course well? And hopefully this week will encourage you through God's Word to do that. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, B-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be back with more after the news.
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was All My Hope by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7 this week, talking about finishing well. And we uh, really just got into that before we were so rudely interrupted by the news break. So we're going to pick up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I was I was sharing about Paul and how he didn't account his life of any value and how how we're called to deny ourselves and Jesus says, take up your cross daily. And Paul did that. And he told the Philippians, which Tommy covered this week, and he says, brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So in other words, if you see somebody who's living that way, it should inspire you and you should seek to imitate them as they imitate Christ. Jesus willingly laid his life down. It's like that soldier in Ukraine who laid down his life for his country. I think I think sometimes we're more willing to lay down our lives for something here temporary than we are for Jesus. Uh, and, you know, Paul, Paul, when he wrote Timothy, wrote from jail, and he says, what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others. And that's what Steve Farrard did. He, he was always building into men. That's what he, his ministry was called, Men Leadership Ministry. He wanted to lead men and disciple men. And uh, Paul, at the end of his life, one of the last, some of the last things he wrote to Timothy, who was like a son to him, he said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who've loved his appearing. And I was thinking about that as I I read that. I love his appearing. Do you love his appearing? Do you love the appearing of Jesus? Are you glad Jesus came? Yeah. That's what he's talking about. I've loved the fact that Messiah came. and, And I think sometimes the way we live our lives is not indicative of the fact that we really love the fact mm-hmm. that he came. Yeah. In fact, we see him as a hindrance. We see him as a hindrance to our plans instead of being grateful because none of us deserve what we have. Paul in 2 Timothy three ten, same letter to Timothy, says, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. And so when he writes Timothy, he's referring to what we're going to look at this week where Paul was in Iconium. Iconium is modern-day Konya, Turkey, Mm. K-O-N-Y-A. It's one of the oldest cities in the world, over 3,000 years old. And tradition has it that that around the 2nd century, uh, they found writings describing Paul. Mm. In fact, there's even an apocryphal book called The Writings of Paul that, that, but Paul was uh, described as being a bow-legged, bald-headed, a small man full of grace. 
But he had such an impact on that city that in 200 A.D. they were talking about him. Mm. It's a real place. This really happened. This is not a fable. It's not a myth. It's reality. It's true. And Paul was a man who finished faithful, just like my friend Steve. He finished his course well. And so to finish faithful in the text this week, we're going to see that God calls us to, first of all, walk with perseverance. Second, he calls us to speak with his passion. Third, he calls us to serve as his priest. And fourth, he calls us to walk by his spirit. And all those things are illustrated in the text. It's not an instructive text like in the letters to the Galatia or Philippians. But we get the principles out of the lives of the men who are doing it, specifically Paul here. And so we see the marks of an effective, faithful guy who finished well. And so let's look. I want you to read the text 1 through 7. And today we're just going to look at walking with perseverance. And there's some words in the text that indicate how he walked with perseverance. So read 1 through 7, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derby, Derby, Derby. Okay, cities of Lyconia, La- La- Lyconia, and to and to the surrounding country, and there they continued to preach the gospel. May God bless His word. This is the word of the Lord, and so, um, Paul and Barnabas walk with perseverance. Remember what had happened just prior to this. Remember they were at Antioch of Pisidia, and what happened? They kicked them out of the city. Mm-hmm. Paul says, "Fine." He goes in the synagogue, they stirred up the people there, and they ended up kicking them out of the city. They shook the dust off their feet. But it says, what does he do? He goes into Iconium, and he goes right back into another synagogue. Now, why did he do that? Well, because he was persevering. He knew that he was called to go to the Jews and the Gentiles, and so when he left the the synagogue in uh, Antioch, he wasn't saying, okay, I'm done with Jews forever. But he goes, I went to the Jews in this city first, because that's what Jesus did. They were the people that had the law and the Old Testament. And so he goes right back into it. He persevered. And look at what happened. Verse 2 said, the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poison their minds against the brothers. The Jews poisoned the Gentiles' minds against their brothers. Jews didn't do that. Jews stood with Jews against Gentiles. But that shows how much hatred there was for God's message and his messenger. I think about the parable Jesus told about the vineyard owner. When God sent his servants... And the people go, no, we're going to keep the prophets for ourselves. What did those people want? They wanted to rule the vineyard. Mm. 
And God sends people to him, and every person he sends, they beat up, and he goes, I know they'll respect my son, and they send, he sends his son, and they kill him. And and so here, here they are, these Jewish people who should be protecting these itinerant traveling messengers of God instead are stirring up the people against them. They, and in verse 5 it says they wanted to stone them. And so what happens when people stir up people against you, Taylor? If you're out there trying to do something good and people are stirring up people, what do you do? Do you remain a long time? Because that's what mm-hmm. it says they did. It says, it, so they remained a long time. They remained a long time. Because that's what people do, right? No, people don't do that. So they remained a long time. Why did they remain a long time? Because they walked with perseverance. They knew. What did Paul tell Timothy? The same thing Paul told Timothy when he said, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. He knew that. How did he know that when he wrote Timothy? He had lived it. And do you think that if you go back to Acts chapter 9, when when uh, Ananias was told, he, was, he said, Lord, I'm afraid to go to this guy. And, and God said, he's a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. He knew. That's far different than you hear down at uh, that big church in Texas yeah. and Houston that says, he just wants you to have a good life. Yeah, That's all he wants. It's, it's a, such a far cry, different message today. Listen, you will have an abundant life, but your abundance is not in material possessions necessarily. Paul says, I've learned to be content with a little or a lot. Because his his focus was not on this world. His focus was on following Jesus. And so, like uh, Acts 4.29, when they told the disciples to stop speaking, they said, Lord, you remember? And then they let him mm-hmm. go. Then they go and they get together and they pray. And it says, Lord, grant that we will speak your word with more boldness, that we'll basically double down. They didn't run and hide. Acts 5.29 Again, they're arrested and told to stop. They said, we must obey God rather than men. So when Paul wrote to the Corinthians who were struggling with discouragement, he says, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Three times in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, he says, we do not lose heart. So I don't know if you're losing heart. I don't know if you're frustrated. I don't know what's going on in your life as you listen today. But he says, Having this ministry by the mercy of God, what he means by that is we don't deserve the air we breathe. And the ministry we have is by God's mercy. Some of us were adulterers, homosexuals, liars, greedy. We had all these things in our life that disqualified us from being in the kingdom, the least of which is the fact that Uh, We were our own gods. And in his mercy, 
He came into our lives, revealed truth to us, gave us the strength and the will to obey and receive the gospel. And now we're going to sit on it? No. To finish faithful, we got to walk with perseverance. And so when we come back, we're going to tie that up. And then uh, hopefully people want to call again. All right. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, Right now I'm losing bad Stood on this stage night after night Reminding the That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, talking about finishing uh, our course well. Today we're focusing on walking with perseverance. Uh, we are going to finish that up, hopefully give you a little bit of time to call in if you have questions. If you would like to join the discussion, you can do that at one eight four four triple seven swat That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, you know, Taylor, in verse 7, at the end of what you read, you read the words, after this is after they determined or they heard that they were going to mistreat them and stone them, which is death. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to kill them. It said they fled to Lystra and Derby and to the surrounding country, and there they continued to preach the gospel. You know, sometimes it's discouraging when you go and you preach and share the good news with people and they just reject they just don't listen i can't imagine them wanting to try to kill you um you know the uh i was in nepal uh, preaching back in the 90s and john monger was my translator and john monger uh didn't tell me for like 10 years that while I was preaching, 
there were men shouting behind the stage, we will kill you. We will, we will throw rocks at you and we will kill you. Wow. Um, he said he didn't want to discourage me. You know, I said, well, that would have been discouraging. Uh, (laughs) but the point is that Paul and Barnabas had, they had gone, they had been in one place where, um, uh, really a demonic person, a magician, um, was, um, trying to cause him problems and Paul struck him with blindness. Uh, Mark, John Mark had left them. They went to Antioch of Pisidia and, uh, you know, when they, when they were in Antioch of Pisidia, um, really, as far as we know, um, you know, we, we just, uh, Paul goes through there and he preaches and they kick him out of town. It says many, Jews and devout converts followed Paul and Barnabas, but then they end up not being true believers, right? It says they followed Paul and them, but they ended up throwing them out of the city. They kicked them out, um, and they come to Iconium, and these same people are, are Jews are stirring up the Gentiles again, and and now they're going to stone them and try to kill them. And it said they fled to another part of Galatia, because all of this is in Galatia, the region of Galatia. Galatia is a region there. And um, it says they continued to preach the gospel. They didn't quit. They persevered. They continued to go on. And it's very easy in this day and age, especially because we live in a day of convenience, to quit. I'm done. Yeah. I, I see it sometimes, you know, you and I talk about video games sometimes and you see people rage quit mm-hmm. a lot. They just yeah. get mad and quit. I've seen people get mad and quit in other sporting events. They just get mad and walk off. I saw a guy, a video the other day of a, of a baseball player who got mad and just walked off the field. He just walked out and, and <laughs> left. Wow. And so, um, Paul and Barnabas had been persecuted and they just continued. It said they continued. They did. They, they went to another city. Why? Uh, we're going to see that later this week, why they went, but they, they went and they continued to preach. And I think that's important that, that Luke distinguished that they continued to preach the gospel. They didn't stop. You know, Paul said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And that was his desire. Remember the first verse I read, Acts 20? He says that I may finish my course. Your course may be one more day. It may be 10 days, maybe 100 days, maybe 1,000 days. Probably won't be 10,000 days. Maybe. Um, But the truth is, whether it's one day or 10,000, you know, you are called, if you're his, to finish the course, just like Paul. Paul's not a superhuman. He was small of stature, apparently. And uh, he was told that he was to be a messenger to the Gentiles. Do you know that you have that same calling to be a priest? 
we don't always uh, follow through with that, but we are called to do that. And so I hope that if you're listening today and you have not um, been you've not been faithful to that you'll repent of that um you know that that's that's what he wants us to do um so you know it's uh you you laid out just a little bit of like some of the trials and troubles that this is on the first uh missionary journey of of paul's that he went through and and then you know he he talks about um some of that in uh, later writings, but then he also um, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when he uh, faced trials of any, many kinds. Um, and it's just you, you. Sometimes you can read through it and really miss, like man, going mm-hmm. through that. That's difficult, right? That mm-hmm. that would have been, you know, at the time. That's that, that you're going through hardship, and you know, I'm I'm sure at the end of a of a journey, um, there's the sense of completion and, and satisfaction in that but going through those hard things uh, that builds character obviously but it, it's something that i think we miss kind of going through just uh the book of acts sometimes that are there's the potential to not be able to realize man if i was going through that that would that'd be tough mm-hmm. you know? I, well it would be you know and i i realized taylor that you know i've 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 been on the earth a little over twenty thousand days mm. So another 10,000 days, you know, would, would put me somewhere about 87, 88 years old. Um, God may give me that. He may not. But whether it's one or 10,000, I want to finish well. Mm-hmm. I want to I finish the course, just like Paul said. And if you're a believer, that should be the goal. You know, this weekend when Tommy uh, – uh, Tommy Nelson out at Denton Bible was teaching. He spoke from Philippians, which I, I quoted from Philippians 3. And chapter 3 is about Christ being our goal. And he says, I press on. I forget what lies behind. I press on what is in front of me. And um, I think we forget that when Christ called us, that he called us not to just sit in a country club and relax. Mm. That seems to be the mindset of people. I mean, I know people don't go to church on Sunday and think it's a country club. Yeah. But practically what we do, we become consumers. And if Christ is our goal, you know, uh, Paul says that we are to count everything as loss. That's what he said. I counted it all loss. I mean, that's a pretty big statement. I mean, for that soldier running to that bridge, knowing he's going to lose his life, he counted it all loss to save a city, right? Mm -hmm. But what about to save somebody for eternity? That city's going to perish one day. It won't live forever. But a soul's forever. Paul understood that. He is willing to lose everything in order to know Jesus. To know Jesus. I mean, that's what he says. I mean, I, I, I lose it all. And um, he he's at the end of his life, he wanted to be abiding in Jesus and resting in Jesus' righteousness. And I wonder if that describes you, if you're listening today. 
He wanted to know and experience Jesus both in his resurrection and in his suffering. And I don't know that the suffering part is something that we really get taught a lot about. I think it's something that's omitted a lot of times because it's not popular. You know, it's not a fun thing to talk about. It's not. Yeah, I would say it's not comfortable. And, you know, as the church has gotten uh, more feminized, I guess I'll say, in the last few centuries, that type of preaching has gone uh, uh, by the wayside. But, you know, for a long time, um, you know, the pulpit did talk about that. And I think we need to regain that. Well, and one thing I do want to point out, you know, that I love about Philippians chapter 3, especially verse 12, Paul points out, I'm not there yet. Mm. I mean, like when he's writing this, he's writing from prison. He's close, but he says, I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing on. I'm going to finish the race strong because I want to experience the resurrection which is given to all the faithful finishers, the people who bust the line at the end. They they run through the tape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying, I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back at what I've done. I'm looking forward. And, um, you know, it's it's just interesting to look at Paul's life and think, here's a guy who we hold up on this high pedestal And the older he got in life, the more he realized his need, the more he realized that he, he wasn't there. He says, I'm not there yet. I'm not fully mature, but I press on. And so I pray that one, if you've been struggling with discouragement or depression about your walk, that you would just ask God, say, God, give me a fresh vision for how I can walk with perseverance, how I can serve you, and how I can finish well. I don't want to finish the way I am now. Remember, it's not over here until you're in the box. Yeah. So keep pressing on. Yep, that's a good place to end it. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual